We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone and welcome to the Gilcast. You might be listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Nate Noling and Sammy Reed. And this is um this particular combination of shows I think is people's second or third favorite. It's when Sammy and I get thrown overboard, but Nate won and Nate gets to lecture us from on high about how his team was right and our team was wrong and we so clearly and obviously missed the right plays and we're just such dumb sick fish mentally for not weak. getting there mentally <laughs> yeah weak. mentally weak. And, and he's gonna be right <laughs> too, because i was mentally weak so let's, mentally let's weak I, I think i had this team on thursday i mean guys the team was there all week the team was there for you the i mean the there. thing is is that you just thought a little bit harder about I mean, really, it, it, it came down to Devontae Parker, honestly. Like, he was kind of the decision point of the, of the slate. But we can, we can get into all of that. So, this is um, – by the way, this was like the lowest scoring week ever. Like, yeah, one, 145 was like taking down GPPs. I, I like – yeah, Kyler didn't get the 300-yard bonus. Russ was terrible. Locker was terrible. Metcalf was terrible. Uh, Josh Allen uh, – what, what did Josh Allen end up getting? Like, probably like – 25 i would guess um golf was pop yeah okay well you know that's but but certainly it was not the 40s and stuff that we were getting last right week. he had the he had the yeah. touchdown reception early 
Yeah, Josh Allen and PPR. So Nate scored 131.1. That was good for just an absolute slam dunk. I mean, I, did you even lose a single head-to-head, Nate? I don't think I – no, I don't think so. Wait, no, yeah. I did lose one. <laughs> Some guy faded Aaron Jones on me. There you go. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Um, did, did, the, did the one guy who was giving us invites on Twitter, did, did he run his Bucks onslaught against you? No, I, I got a couple invites from some uh, from some listeners, which I appreciate. Uh, and feel free to send more uh, if you guys would like. I'd love to play some soft action again. But uh, only one of them one of them got me. So, oh, dude, man, one, I, one of the one of the guys <laughs> sent me a fifty dollar. He sent me a fifty dollar head to head and played Brady, Gronk, uh, Evans, and Godwin, and just like <laughs> destroyed my soul. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh. I, uh, I I lost to someone who sent me a game who played Derek Carr because they played Alvin Kamara over Aaron Jones. <laughs> I mean, that was that was actually sharp, though, is the thing. Yeah, so so I scored 112.5. My team was very common. My team was, I think, the biggest train I, I would get. I guess I, I didn't I'll, – I'll go look, but I guess that my team was very popular. Um, and then – Sammy, you played a 2v2 versus my very popular team, and you scored 109.7. And honestly, though, this is the type of slate it was. I still didn't lose 100% of my games. I, I had out, you know, like I, I, got, about, I got about 30% back. I didn't, I didn't cash any head-to-heads, or I didn't cash any double-ups, but I won one of my bigger games, and I did, like, decently, and, you know, so – yeah, not a, not a zero percent. It wasn't, it wasn't, a <laughs> it wasn't pretty, work, which is like crazy, crazy that it wasn't like a hundred percent loss. Yeah, you know, I feel like last year when the the back to back Kirk and Fuller weeks, like those were like, I mean, there was a there was a Fuller month week, last I, year where I didn't get any money back. Like I was playing so bad. The Fuller week by far was the worst. Was the I mean it was yeah. like. That was – I think we all got sweeped by 40 points. Yeah, that it was probably the uh, best go cast ever because we all hated <laughs> the guy who scored like 50 points. No, dude. The, the best go cast ever was the Mark Andrews week where I was just losing my mind <laughs> because Mark Andrews dropped those touchdowns. Like I, I just like couldn't hold it because I think that was like probably like my fourth losing week in a row or something. Last year was – it was brutal on the bankroll. Uh much much different season this year but let's let's get into it no one cares about mark andrews dropping touchdowns they're probably watching mark andrews drop touchdowns right now as sunday night football gets ready to start so we all played kyler murray i didn't consider another quarterback all week he was the guy i put in my shell kyler murray is scoring more fantasy points per game this year than lamar jackson did last year like it is it's it is he's he's the best quarterback and he should be – like, I mean, Lamar last year was getting to be, like, what, 85, 8,600? And on this slate, like, it, it kind of was one of those things where it was like you were playing Kyler, you were playing Josh Allen, you were playing Russell Wilson. And, I mean, Nate, you, you posted a Drew Locke team, but never in a million years was I playing Drew Locke. Well, I mean, I do think, like, we are getting to the point where Kyler's price is going to put him at, like, he needs to have this game just to reach a level that value. hurt you. Yeah, like, yeah. if he gets much above eight, I, I think it's easy to not play him. Like, 
I just think quarterback scoring, it's it's just not optimal to allocate more than 8K to a quarterback. This week it worked because we had the value running backs. But, I mean, if you take Mike Davis and uh, Duke off the slate, like, I think we probably should yeah. have looked more at like well, yeah, Which, honestly, were... we probably should have done in the first place. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but I agree. I mean, that was that was the thing about last week. Why you played Locke last week, right, Nate? You and me did. You know, it was one of those things where last week there wasn't as much available value. This this week there was so much value. It was almost like, what value am I going to fade? If any? Yeah, you could. You you, you would have been hours. bad. You would have been. You would have been. And and also, by the way, had Kelsey been on this slate, and if we had been you know, here dicking around at tight end, it would have been really bad to have not played Kelsey. Or Kittle. Um, yeah. uh, well, Kittle is, Kittle is hurt, so. That's what I'm saying. If Kittle would have been, like, healthy yeah, on yeah. the slate. Um, yeah, he would have been really popular. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it was as clear-cut, Kyler. I thought Allen was in play as well. Like, for for $500 less or whatever Allen was, um, I, even though Allen doesn't have as much rushing upside, um if you factor in the PPR points, um, Allen's a much better, uh, it, like as good of a play as Kyle. Yeah, when you, when, you fa- when you factor in, like when you factor in that he gets, you know, he projects for like a reception. Yeah, I think yeah. you just got to get the, the edge yards there. On that, I mean, yeah, you just got to give him, you got to give him the edge. But seriously, I do think at 7,500, Allen was totally like as fine of a play as Kyler was. I don't think it was like Kyler or fail. It was, uh, I think. So I think Allen that's, I think. I mean, I bet I bet Sammy will agree with me on this, actually. Allen's floor is so much lower because he does dumb shit and can account for no touchdowns because his range of outcomes is much wider because he's worse. That is correct. Yeah, Sammy, I mean, it, Sammy it, it, yeah, I knew yeah, Sammy I would mean, have my back. What, what you're saying, uh, Davis, is exactly right. Like, sometimes you have the historic season. Last year, it was Lamar Jackson, and you just wrote it. And the price got higher, and you just didn't give it. You didn't give a shit. You're just like, yeah, I'll pay it because he's just going to smash every single week, and no projection system can properly account for the magic that is sprinkled over his ass. And that's what happened. That's what happening with Kyler Murray, dude. He ran in two touchdowns, and then he threw a miracle hail mary at the end to just like put the stamp on it. And by the way, like I, I got I got wrecked in cash, but like. That one play was worth so much money to me in GPP. Like I'm not that, even that, that like, it turned it turned me it turned me from having to you know like loan my dogs out as like starting a business of like you know trying to just have people pay to spend time with them to like it's, it's it was gonna be okay like I can survive. <laughs> Davis was gonna have to dog walk to for a week. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna have to apply to be a dog walker if uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't uh, didn't catch that touchdown. It was incredible, but but I mean, Kyler Magic, like forget forget the projection systems, Nate. It's more of an art, and he's just he's got it this year. Well, Kyler was projected for way more points than Josh Allen. I know. I'm not saying that. Yeah, Kyler. What? But I'm just saying, if Price, I, I don't think Allen was as bad of a play as you guys are making it seem. You guys are making it seem like it was. I don't I don't think it was bad but also the the way that the salary cap worked like I the the only the only $500 spot where where 500 was the actual number you needed was at defense Um, yeah what we actually could have done is uh just paid for an alpha wide receiver like Deontay Johnson instead of what we did yeah yeah that's true oh man 
I gotta. I'm gonna having to send having to send you guys this PayPal is gonna be brutal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's talk about the side bet. Let's talk about the side bet where you freaking <laughs> and faded the oh, best Davis. wide receiver play of the slate. Well, I just I had I had Metcalf projected for more points, so I bet you guys the Metcalf would score more points than Diggs. I I'm just not here for the the wide receiver cornerback matchup true thing it's like my least favorite thing that people do because the number one reason why I think it's stupid is like just ask a guy on Twitter being like oh you gotta fade you know wide receiver x in this spot against this cornerback it's like ask them like what does this cornerback do well like what is an example of like why this guy is so good at coverage like and he would just be like well I don't know it's PFF says he's got a good grade so it's just like I my my whole thing right now is I'm very into rebuking wide receiver cornerback matchups. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm very, fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine very, with that. But when you fade okay a guy it. who has like a thirty percent target share for a guy who's got an average of twenty two percent, but also like the variance of like nobody we've ever seen, you're just being a fish. And like that was one of the easiest bets you've ever made me. Like that was. Yeah, I, I, I was I was literally Davis literally texted us. I'm like driving in my car for work and he texts us like, dude, I'll bet you guys each like a hundred bucks that DK outscores uh, Stefan Diggs. And I like didn't even pull over. I'm like in the middle of traffic and I'm like, oh snap except quick, quick. I was willing to get in a car crash to make that bet. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> lo and behold, it was worth it. And Russ sucks. Yeah, dude. It's dude, tough, dude. dude. It was a real tough <laughs> this is, Yeah, this is hard to watch. Like that, I mean, he, he was really bad today. Like he was getting sacked all over the place. And then that pick he threw where he had like all that room to run. But then he saw his guy like get open deep down the left sideline. So he like hucked it across the field instead of running. And it just floated up there and it got picked. Like, dude, what you doing? What you doing, Russ? This isn't the Super Bowl. Like you just got to just take your yards. I mean, they should have won that game. It's so bad, dude. Um, and who yeah. he was throwing oh. the ball to. I mean, literally, this is insane. Like, Freddie Swain, Greg Olson, DJ Dallas, and Travis Homer accounted for, like, 15 targets in this game. <laughs> yeah. Can, hey, can we, can we go back to the bet, Nate? T- talk a little bit about why Diggs was, like, such a, such a better, like, play than Metcalf. Because it's not just the, the variability, right? I mean, Diggs is, like, an absolute target and whopper monster this season. Yeah, Diggs has – Diggs is very clearly the guy in Buffalo. And there's never going to be a game where, like, you're you're not going to see him as the alpha. And I think that even though John Brown is there, Diggs has, like, the same – roughly the same air yard share that uh, Metcalf has. But he also has a target share um, that's significantly higher because he also can, can run these routes that are close to the line of scrimmage and still get those targets. So, like, Buffalo's going to find a way to scheme and get him the ball. Like, DK isn't the number one all the time. We don't know who is going to be the number one. Every It's going to be a game plan-based thing. It's going to be uh, based on so many well, different DK, factors. Well, DK When, when DK they have is, a great cornerback, you know, out on the edge, like Jalen Ramsey covering so, DK. Metcalf. So, uh, this, is, this is actually my take, is I think that Russ is, like, playing scared. Like, I – like. I, I literally think it's 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 like in his head like I can't throw because it's not like they were they kept showing these routes that DK was running against Ramsey and it's not like it was in a position where Metcalf couldn't do things right 
Jalen Ramsey's like 5'10", dude. Like, Metcalf, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Metcalf can just put that dude through the spin cycle if he wants to. But, I mean, I mean, Russ is just not playing well right now. And I've, I'm wondering, it's on Thursday night, so we're not going to have to deal with it for the main slate. But I'm, I'm wondering, like, for example, if the Seahawks lose to the Cardinals and Russ looks terrible again, like, I wonder if that stuff starts to creep into their betting lines and they start having team totals of, like, 24 instead of 28 so because the projection systems seattle, aren't jamming them with seattle i mean you most projection systems have pretty insane efficiency numbers for seattle baked in that people don't yeah. even realize until you rip yeah, apart yeah. the projection and look at like the the touchdown percentage that you have for russ wilson or look at the uh touchdown to target percentage that you have for a guy like lockett and you kind of start to realize these projections are much more fragile than you than you realize where someone like a digs uh, his projection is so much less touchdown dependent um, that like Diggs is just when you when you consider range of outcomes, Diggs was just a, like he was the best play of the slate. Diggs was okay. Like, so 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 Davis, t- tell us why it was not mentally weak. Explain why it was not mentally weak of you to bet both me and Nate a C note that DK would outscore Diggs, but then you played Diggs in cash and not Metcalf. So I mean, this is we talk about this on the show all the time. There's, if you think your opponents are going to be doing something that often and you're like, it's different between, you know, thousands of dollars of action of being like, I'm going to stake basically my whole slate on getting Metcalf versus Diggs, right? Um, Because I felt, I felt confident that my numbers on Metcalf were right. And I felt, I mean, Metcalf was our second highest projected wide receiver of the slate and Diggs was the third so it's not like I thought Diggs was some terrible play and other projection sites had Diggs higher so if you just bake it a little bit of the wisdom in the crowd so like one you should never be that confident in your own stuff right because there's obviously a possibility you're going to be making mistakes and yeah I just don't want to take that stand in all my games it's actually I actually thought about swapping off of Diggs um after the first half and you know after after because the, the early games were so brutal right like uh you had evan ingram i had dallas goddard at tight end oh nate, God. so, nate, nate only had the three terrible wide receivers or the three terrible running backs but basically i kind of just concluded i don't think and i and it was true that i wasn't that far behind if Devonte parker could have grinded out what terry mclaurin did um Oh, you, you mean if you mean if Devontae Parker's touchdown had stood and then it didn't get overturned and then the touchdown went to Joaquin Grant? <laughs> yeah, you mean correct. that? Oh my god, yeah. dude. I mean that is just such that such like insane tilt. I'm pulling my hair out right now just thinking about it. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that was that was that was some variance. But I, I really do think like DK is not a cash play at this at this at this price it's like, so it is it, no that is that is mentally weak to say i knew we would get to this point of the show Davis. it's very meant it's insanely mentally weak to be like i think that because this guy has a wide range of outcomes you can't play this guy in cash now Diggs, i think probably because of what you're saying he is probably a better cash play in this specific slate than metcalf which is why i played Diggs instead of metcalf but i was still willing to bet the projection for sure. And I don't feel bad about that. I actually think that someone like Devante at this price tag too, is getting to the point where his, um, his projection is built so much on touchdown efficiency as well that we're going to see. 
I, I think I think Devontae is one of those guys that we that when you start looking at from a cash perspective, when you look at a touchdown, when you look at a projection and twenty percent plus of the projection is is stabilized by touchdowns, which is the most variance part of that projection. Like it's not just looking at total range of outcomes. It's also looking at like where is the range of outcomes? Like targets are one of the most consistent projection things that you're gonna have. Then you get into receptions and catch rate and average up to the target, touchdown, like touchdowns are going to be the most variance. And so when there's 20% of his uh, projection is, it has to be the touchdowns. Yeah. That projection is just inherently more volatile. And I think guys like DK guys like Lockett guys like um, Devante versus uh, you know, a Diggs, a Keenan, um, a Terry McLaurin. Those are guys whose projections are just, they're much more stable. They're just volume-based versus efficiency-based. Hey, Davis, do you consider I, – I did this with – I forget who, like, last week or the week before. Um, did you consider putting DK in all your heads-to-heads, having a DK lineup in all your heads-to-heads and then digging so, the 50s? So here's the thing. That requires a lot of work. Like, that takes that takes a lot of time. And well, I was waffling. I mean, I was – I was no, it takes like five minutes. Um, but I was, I, was just, I was just really waffling on if I wanted to – swap at all because I thought I mean I again I thought you know I thought uh, enough of my head-to-head opponents would make a mistake and not play Kyler I thought enough of them would make a mistake and not play Lockett I thought enough of them would make a mistake and not play Devontae Parker so I I really I really and you're you're saying there would be mistakes to fade Parker and Lockett eh? (laughs) well you know you go in you go in with the information you have bud uh, okay, well, I guess we haven't even talked about running backs yet. Did either of you at any point consider not playing any of Duke Johnson, Mike Davis, or Aaron Jones? I did, no. and, and I feel really bad that I did not stick to my guns. At the beginning of the week, I had, like, Joaquin – I had all the value with Joaquin Grant, and that made me play Kamara and Devontae Adams. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then as the week went on, I kind of tinkered off of it. And if I had just kept the, the first lineup that I thought of, it would have been lit. I mean, Aaron Jones is literally like sharing time with, with another running back, with Jamal Williams. No, like, he's, literally, he's literally sharing time with two other running backs because Tyler Irvin plays like 30% of the snaps too. Dude, we paid $7,100 for a backup running back. Like, what, was, what were we doing? Instead of Alvin Kamara at home in and the I, dome. I, I got to be I got to be 100 here. I actually think Aaron Jones was fine. The mistake was was not Aaron Jones. The mistake, the mistake was, was Duke Johnson was Duke in this freaking windstorm that they were playing in there. He yeah. he now okay, that goes two ways. He did get literally every running back touch. I believe I mean, did he come off the field at all? Uh he just he might, got, he just might got not have shaken up a little bit, but like he got every touch, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Prosize got a reception. Uh, Sammy, okay, I don't think Dave. I don't think Jones is as, as as bad as you're saying because yes, while it's true from a rushing attempt share, he's like a fifty percent rushing attempt share guy. His target share is like significantly higher than most would assume at that at that price. Like, it is. I mean, even though Kamara's efficiency is off the charts, like. Jones has a higher uh, rushing attempt share than Kamara does. And like in this game, like a slightly less target share projection because um, with Michael Thomas back, that really does change um, 
Kamara's target share projection. So yeah, because uh, yeah. Michael I, Thomas is now soaking up two targets a game. I was saying the projection. Obviously, I'll no, go, no, uh, I know, I know. Man, we need, we need, we need, I wish we had Cardi on the show right now to just to like talk about Michael Thomas for like five minutes because it's a really difficult branding decision for him to, uh, to go away from Michael Thomas. It's, I I, I guess he's found his new guy with McLaurin. Yeah, Yeah, he he already did it. And I think it would be great to have Cardi on to deliver the eulogy for Michael Thomas. That'd be great. It'd be only fitting. I, I, here's the thing like, I, I just, I think Kamara is, probably the best cash game running back in the game right now because his target his his target floor is just so damn high that is a hundred percent true yeah and he's just I mean he doesn't like tank out like I mean I know Aaron Jones did fine but like 14 14.5 points at 7.1 like that's not it and I know Kamara got a bunch of touchdowns but like dude, yeah but okay eight for there, eight, this eight is targets. Kind of easy to do the autopsy here. I mean, Aaron Jones, like he was, a, like he could have scored pretty easily, and then he gets twenty-one, and then he's fine, and you're not tilting it at all. Well, I, I am tilting it because I thought Kamara was better, and I didn't stick with it. And I'm I mean, yeah, but Kamara's better. Kamara's also eleven hundred dollars more. He was, much, that, yeah, like the reason. Consider that Aaron Jones got more rushing attempts and similar target share, like from Kamara here. Like this was not a bad Jones, like. We didn't get the touchdowns. I mean, the dude got like twenty percent of the targets here. Oh, With about fifty percent of the rushing attempt share, like that's that's exactly what you want out of a seven K running back. Like, I mean, literally a couple weeks ago, we had people playing Derek freaking Henry with a zero percent target share, like at seventy one hundred, because they want the twelve rushing attempts or whatever. Yeah, I'm not. I gonna, mean, I'm not I, this is don't yeah, this is. Like, I, it's L very Duke tempting. Which is very tempting to take L's on slates where, where, like, none of your guys score points. But it's like, I'm looking at my lineup and I'm like, I don't really, like, yeah, Duke was probably thin. I could have played DeAndre Swift. I could have, like, you know, there were a couple other things you could have done once, like, the weather situation became apparel. But then you look at it closer and you're like, well, he got every running back touch. How many times are you going to get a guy who gets every running back touch? Like the yeah, the part I, of my I wasn't, lineup, I wasn't tilting Duke. Andy was high owned, so in that situation, when he's going to see a massive share of the touches, he's cheap. Andy's high owned. Like I played almost no Duke in GPP, right? Because he this is well within his range, and that's fine. Yeah. But like in cash, just theoretically, that's like that's like always the um that's like always the the thing you think to yourself. Like is yeah. when you're you're going through and you're making tournament lineups and you're like wow i have no one for my cash lineup in here like i'm not playing duke i'm not playing aaron jones i'm not playing dallas goddard like i'm not playing any of these dudes i have a yeah, cash well, maybe i need to reevaluate i mean that's the, that's the thing so that's that's something that levitan says all the time he's like if you're not willing to pay it play a dude in a gpp should you really be pay, playing him in cash and, and you know sometimes the answer should be no honestly so i i just i don't know man yeah i mean the, i guess the the alpha play today would have been to play Swift over Duke. Yeah, that was that was pretty alpha. I mean, we got the news that Swift was going to quote unquote start. Did start. you guys put any st- stock into that? Did you? Care? I, I I swapped off of, and I guess it didn't really matter because Gibson had a good game. But I I had Antonio Gibson in, in my two lineups in the big spy and the little spy on DraftKings, and I moved them both to DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So well, if, the wheel, 
So we all played so, the three running backs, and, you know, it felt kind of gross, but at the end, like, it just kind of felt like, oh, everybody's doing this. It should be okay. I'm not sure that reasoning is good enough, but, you know, it is what it is. And we all played Diggs. We all played Lockett. Yeah, this, let's, 2v2, let's, this, this 2v2 that Nate did, I, well, I would like for Nate to explain why he did it, because I looked at it all day. And I couldn't, I couldn't make myself click on it. But I think it, it clearly was the right decision, Nate. We also need to talk about Lockett before we, like, move off the wide receiver. Yeah, cause... I don't want to move off of Lockett because Lockett was someone I did not feel good about at all. Like, yeah. I, I didn't want Lockett. I wanted McLaurin. I wanted Keenan. I wanted one of those other guys. I just couldn't make it work um, without, like, punting at tight end. And because there were literally no tight ends – that I felt decent about. The one tight end before weather that I felt decent about was Hooper. Uh, but the weather in that game just took Hooper right off the table. And with Hooper off the table, none of those tight ends I felt had any, like, I, I just couldn't play any of them. And so Waller was the guy. And obviously Waller didn't get there, but it, I, I still think it was good process, even though Waller didn't get there. Like, it, was, it wasn't about Jakeem Grant versus Devontae Parker. It was about the tight end position for me. Right. It just ended up becoming Jakeem Grant versus Devontae Well, I mean, Waller, Waller, like, if you want to look at it from, like, a value perspective, Waller was projected for, like, four more points than every other tight end on the whole slate. Right. Yeah, and there was no other – I mean, yeah, the range of outcomes for those other guys is just so low. I mean, those guys can literally just get, like, two targets, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really, I really did not like Lockett either. You guys know I've had two really good cash weeks in a row because I faded Lockett both weeks. And I'm just like, oh, this guy's not an alpha. But all of a sudden, his, his price dropped down to, down to 65. And, you know, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he was so, he was so cheap, dude. Like, 6,500. Yeah. I know. And I just said, you know what, like, he's this game's going to score a lot of points. It's going to be good. Like we're, we're straight. Like we'll go back to lock it. Um, and I should have just stuck with it, man. Like I have been off lock it for a while. I should have just stuck with it. It was mentally weak. I suck. You here's the thing. I would have said last week, not playing lock. It would have just been mentally weak, like hand in the dirt bullshit. But this week, there was Keenan Allen. There was McLaurin. You could have gotten up to Metcalf. You could have played Michael Thomas. You could have played DeAndre Hopkins. You could have played Devontae Adams. Like, there were, I thought, you know, an infinite number of – like, I literally thought there were 15 wide receivers who you could have defensively played in cash, probably. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah, – I honestly, so I just much. didn't have the 100 or two even to get up to, like, you know, Cooper Cup um, or something like that. Like, I, I liked Cup, and obviously I would have rather played – uh, Keenan Allen. I mean, playing they're playing a Jared Goff wide receiver in cash is like I know yeah. it makes sense, but but still, it's just not know, a good it's time. So gross, so gross, and you're yeah. only playing it because of the quote unquote matchup. Matchup, uh, right? Yeah, and and at some point you got to say, look, like matchups, matchup, like that 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 stuff doesn't nearly matter as much as like the volume. And it was like Josh Reynolds who got all the volume for for uh, LA anyway, so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure what to do with this Lockett thing uh, or DK moving forward. Well, I think, like Lockett literally <laughs> with DK basically out of the game, Lockett still only had like a 25% target share. That's like a floor for what these other alphas get with everyone healthy, like with everyone out there getting targeted. The fact that DK got like four 
I mean, DK was basically not on the field for, for all intents and purposes. Russ wasn't even looking his way. Lockett and, and almost sucked out, bro. Did I don't know? I know if he saw, did. Oh I, my I did. god! I like, was watching that, hoping for it. Yeah, but, if thirty-one yeah, I mean, doesn't like doesn't leap and tip that ball away, that's going to be a magical Russ to Lockett connection, and it's going to be lit. So this Lockett is, is this be is a guy my rides in efficiency the rest of the year. He just is. Well, this is my bit on Russ. Is the Seahawks coming into this game? We're still the most pass-heavy team relative to expectation in the NFL. So relative to what you would expect, you know, league average to be. They were they were throwing it on second and long all the time. They were throwing it on first down. Like in all these situations where other teams run, they were throwing the ball. Russell Wilson, yes, Nate, it is true that a lot of Lockett's projection and Metcalf's projection is reliant on efficiency and on touchdowns. Like, Russell Wilson now has a decade sample of being Peyton Manning-level efficient, right? Like, it, they, there, there's not an argument that, like, Russell Wilson is going to regress to being Drew Locke, right? Like, we will still project him for a higher-than-league average touchdown rate, a lower-than-average interception rate. Like, he'll, the, the Seahawks will convert on third down more often. Now, I can say all of that in a macro sense and that I can look at this game and look at the last game and be like, something is wrong. Like something is something is rotten in Denmark with the Seahawks, bro. Like what? Like what is the deal? They they back to back weeks. They turn the like he has ten turnovers the last three games. Like he is playing so bad. I don't have an explanation for it. He, I he don't, wanted to get I that don't, first MVP boat. He wanted to get it so bad. He wants it's it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> ben Roethlisberger is going to start getting votes over him. And it's just going to tilt his face off. Oh well, no, Kyler and. Kyler and Mahomes are going to get all the MVP votes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sammy. Ben's not getting an MVP vote, buddy. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> I thought you were we'll, joking, Sammy. We'll take the team out. No, he meant it. He meant it. No, 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 no. Like, no joke. If, your head if the out, Steelers buddy. go, like, 15-1 and one or 16-0, and 0, like, Ben will He's get not getting a vote. MVP votes from, like, Boomer Riders. It'll happen. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. But I'm not uh, saying he'll win it. He'll just, like, get get votes, like – Anyways. Well, you know, thankfully, thankfully, we uh, are not going to have to deal with it next week because Arizona, Seattle is the Thursday night game, so we won't I have to sweat. Were contractually lock obligated not to like give us good Thursday night games. What yeah, happened? well, maybe it's maybe it's not a good one though. What what if what if Seattle is back to like uh, the Matt Hasselbeck Seahawks that were like a miserable to watch? Ooh, fun. Yeah. Um, okay, tight end. I gotta say, I did make one mentally weak play, and it was Dallas Goddard, who I didn't think was a good play. He just was—he was touted everywhere. Our numbers didn't even really like him, even after the weather adjustments. Austin Hooper, like we—we we moved Cleveland super run heavy. We brought the total for that game down, and Hooper still projected better. I liked Logan Thomas. I liked um, Jordan Reed. I, it just—it was—it was mentally weak. It was not—it was not intelligent play of me so so why did why did you do it then uh well did it just because everyone else was like okay, that, it's fine well it just fit and and literally he was being touted everywhere like i thought he would be i thought he would be really owned he was yeah but it was stupid though because you know obviously like you know i was on projections this week and i'm looking at it and i'm like dude jalen rager is an alpha travis fulgham is not an alpha, but he is really good. 
Alshon Jeffries back. We got to give him some. Greg Ward is the slot guy. We got to give him some. Scott Dick, and Dick Sanders. Rod's in there. You got to account for Dick Rod. Well, okay. So I do think that that Rich Rod ran pretty hot with with Goddard having to go get the concussion check. But he played. He still played a ton even when Goddard got back. They played more twelve personnel this week than they did back in week eight when Goddard had first gotten back. Which, by the way, in that game, Goddard was a freaking wind sprinter like he was out there the whole game and just wasn't getting targeted that should have probably been a clue maybe maybe i so i i i kind of use the same construction as you davis but i went with a tight end that i felt a little bit better about could score points yeah well i mean he he didn't score points I, i went with evan ingram and ingram has actually really been heavily used over like the last five weeks his his whopper is literally over 0.5 which is in the territory that we're looking at with the Darren Wallers of the world I mean and obviously we're just looking at a five-game sample I I completely think that Waller is you know going to see more volume in general but I actually felt really good about this and uh yeah maybe I didn't account enough for Golden Tate being back I don't know if that affected things but Ingram ended up only getting three targets uh, which was really surprising and then he almost scored a touchdown and didn't quite, and that tilted me. And, you know, it was just – I actually thought he was a pretty good play, but nobody played him, and he didn't score any points, so maybe I'm wrong. I, I think I, that I thought, it was I bad, but was that's fine. Play. I, think, I did not. I think Engram was a good volume bet, Sammy. I um, I mean, better than Goddard, that's for sure. I mean, Goddard – Well, didn't I, I'm not trying to defend the Goddard play, but it, to me – to me – it it I think because these are the tight ends I played in GPP. I played Waller, I played Fant, I played Reed, and I played Thomas, and those were the only tight ends I played in single entry and three max stuff. And that should have probably been a hint to me if I wasn't willing to play Goddard in any other format. That doing it just because he was the chalk tight end was probably bad. Yeah, I should just play Jordan Reed. He did good. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Reed is going to be a, a targets per route run like monster while he's healthy, I think, in this offense. I mean, you could have also taken uh, Russ Wilson's number one target and Greg Olson. I, if I was going to play a Seahawks tight end, I was going to play Jacob Hollister. <laughs> which, which, by the way, I actually did look at that construction for a second. How much did, how much did Hollister get? Because if you played a true minimum price tight end, you could have played McLaurin over Devontae Parker. Uh, All right. So let's, let's talk about Devante Parker. Let's, let's, let's roast this guy. So this is, this is, this is why it was so dumb. And, and I really mean this, this is not, it's like Preston Williams wasn't even getting fucking targeted anyways. So what is it? Like, what does it matter? (laughs) 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 Oh, like, this was this was play bad. Don't get there. Like yeah, I I I am I'm I'm bad and I I feel bad and 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 when I I was working on the Dolphins projections and I was like I don't know. Like when you don't know because it's 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 an odd situation where they were up they were very run heavy when Preston Williams was out last game. It's like this could be no, anybody. No like. Th- no fits Yeah, and that's another thing is they're playing they're playing very careful football, right? They're not throwing the ball down the field. They're not doing um like they're they're just a very ground heavy like very very basic West Coast offense style and that's not even a good fit 
for Devonte Parker. This was this was bad. This was, was not egreg- intelligent. It was, it was egregious, bro. Egregious. I yeah, mean, I'm it was, so disappointed. It was bad. We should have just played Grant, who was fine. Nate. I mean, Nate had Nate had the team. I never like to compliment Nate, but Nate clearly had the team. I yeah, think it was it was way sharper to play Waller and Joaquin Grant, Nate, and you know, yeah. I mean, let me just tell you. I, I, that sequence, I know we talked about it already, but that sequence where Parker scored the touchdown, they called it off, and then went to Grant. I mean, that was that was big, big, big equity swing, and I wouldn't be nearly so tilted if that had not occurred, and it did. And it was just a, a plunger to the rectum. Very, very poor. Yeah, and it was – I was so tilted watching Waller's – Waller had, like, a huge day here that got taken away from him. It was, like, a 50-yard TD that he had that could have like smashed this like right open and he didn't. But I, I, yeah, I mean, Davis, I think you hit on it. We all thought Preston Williams being out was a deal. And then you look and you're like, wait, this guy had like five targets, five targets and three. What, 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 why are we pretending this is a deal? Who cares? I think there's some part of like our lizard brain that like, they look very similar Parker and, uh, and Williams. And so, yeah. Yeah, every time like Preston Williams catches the ball, you're like, "Oh, Parker," and then it's not him. So when he's gone, it's like, "Oh, now it'll always be now it'll always be Devonte Parker." And uh, like I, I don't literally, know if the like last some recess of the brain that thought that, but I, I don't know why I played Devonte Parker. Um, literally, the last so, four so weeks. The last four weeks, Preston Williams five targets, five targets, three targets, five targets, and then three targets the week before, and then a two. Like. I, it wasn't like there was this massive, like, where's all the volume going to go now? Uh, I, I think Devontae Parker is still a good, a good, like, upside play because he's always got those, like, uh, like the air yards and the potential for touchdown conversions. But uh, I don't think. Oh, my God, dude. I am absolutely play. sick because you know who is projected for more points than Devontae Parker on DailyRoto.com? DJ Moore. Oh damn! <laughs> DJ Moore and well and and like and and, and Deontay Johnson and and Deontay, both of them, both of them were projected for more points. And yeah, I, I had mean, the, I, I would have definitely played Deontay if uh, if if I could have found the extra couple hundred bucks. Like that would have been I, such my a lineup, move. My you he just would have had to play Goddard. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, like, I had the two hundred. Yeah, why didn't I do that? God, I, I'm such a fish, bro. I'm such a fish. You know, it's you wanted to fish. play. You wanted to play Deontay against the Ravens, but you you wouldn't play <laughs> here against the Bengals. <laughs> oh man, it's so tough. Like having such a small brain and just like breathing through gills. This is just such a tough scene. What am I doing? What am I doing? I can't. This is unbelievable. I just I feel like a lot of people are having that like what am I doing feeling because no players scored points today. Like it's like one of the lowest scoring slates of all time because not like no chalk hit. Like what what chalky player did well? Kyler, Kamara. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler and Diggs are about the only two. Yeah, Kamara wasn't. Yeah, even Diggs. Chalky, but how old was was Devonte Adams? Couldn't have been that owned, but twenty two points definitely played on this slate, right? Oh, it, like it, it, it played hard. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams, 9.3% owned in the massive $25 double up. Yeah, so thanks, thanks, Cardi. Cardi dropped that ownership down a good deal with his like 10 tweet thread. N- yeah, his 900 page thread. Thank you, Derek. Because <sighs> I would have lost worse if more people had played Devontae Adams, honestly. 
Why don't we just play Nuke? That would have been awesome. Dude. Because he was just coming off of two bad games. (laughs) There was a team I was looking at this week of jamming in Nuke, Diggs, and Keenan. You would have had to – it was the Hooper would have made it work. Hooper and Locke, but – Yeah, who cares? Hooper scored the same as everybody else. Well, I know, but going into this game, like Cleveland literally, their like range of outcomes from a a, like team passing attempt standpoint was like twenty seven was like the like low, and it was like I'm not touching. Yeah, Cleveland has no interest in throwing the ball at all, like putting any faith in Baker Mayfield if they have a lead, which is probably why I feel, and that's part of why I I think I should have thought through the Duke thing more, realizing how gross that game was going to be. I should have thought to myself. Am I really playing Duke Johnson because I want 15 rushing attempts from this guy? No, you play Duke Johnson because of what he can do in the passing game and everything else. And so it's like the the yeah, I don't I don't know. Like obviously Duke still got all the all the volume that he could get from a rushing attempt standpoint, but like we right, but he didn't catch a David Johnson pass. wouldn't have been a, David Johnson wouldn't have been a smash at this play at this price like would he have? Like, I don't think he would have. No, no. I mean, look, dude, look. I play. Uh, no, I'll guarantee you 5K David Johnson would have not been on anyone's radar. No one would have cared. I'll guarantee it. I played. I, we played David Johnson last week, and we played Duke Johnson this week. We need to make a pact. I, I, I buddy, I did. I did not play David Johnson last week. Oh, that was sharp. Um, but we need to make a pact here and now, Nate. We will not play Houston Texans running backs in cash anymore. Deal. Can okay. But the Texans play the awful Patriots at home next week. Oh, boy. How much is Duke? <laughs> uh, the, the salaries are not out yet. I'm assuming he will be, after this high-owned stink bomb, he will be $5,300 on DraftKings. They're going to they're gonna drop the carrot, 4.9. Once a guy's under 5K, it's true. It's like, dude, but he's under 5K. Yeah. It is. It's true. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like shopping and something's nine ninety nine instead of ten bucks. They're trying to get you. Here, let's see. Let's see the week eleven schedule. By the way, week eleven already. How crazy is that? Uh, Dude, it's about, okay, I, I, we're almost at the Thanksgiving slate. Like the best slate of the year. Yeah, that's easily the best donate slate of the year because you feel you yeah. feel like whoever won at least is having a good day. Absolutely, and the Steelers them. the Steelers play on that slate, so it's going to be like Deontay Day on Thanksgiving. Against the Ravens? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to play him. Dude, the main slate next week looks kind of, Well, oh my gosh, dude. But what if Drew Brees is really hurt, Nate, and we get to play Jameis? They play, they play the Falcons at home. Dude, okay, if Drew Brees is out and Jameis and Michael Thomas have a week to work on it, <laughs> that will be in every one of my – like, dude, we'll be able to play 100% Mike Thomas. Yeah. Nate is about to that inject horse steroids game? into his projection game? system for Jameis Winston. Is it a dumb game? Please tell me it's a dumb game. Yeah, it's in it's in New Orleans. Against oh, Atlanta, geez. bro. Yeah. I, like, I'm praying that we get a week of practice where it's Jameis and Michael Thomas just dialing in. I will play 100% Jameis and Michael Thomas next week. Sammy, how are you feeling about the Jaguars matchup for your Steelers next week? Are you, would you like for them to play a real NFL team anytime soon, or you, would you rather them just continue to beat up on these cupcakes? Uh, we beat the uh, Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. I don't know if you remember that game. <laughs> Baltimore but, but... is not a real football team. <laughs> they <suck>. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got that 
running back playing quarterback, but you know, other than that. <laughs> they lost by like 65 points to the Chiefs. Like it was embarrassing. Yo, let me just tell you, like we there is probably a 40% chance that we lose this game in Jacksonville. 100 Yeah, I could not like, agree more. Like this, yeah. this is the game. This is the game. It was almost yeah. the game when we did it against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are so bad. Uh, but it, it could absolutely like Luton could absolutely just crush our soul and then we lose out the so, Chiefs. Yeah. If if McCaffrey is not back next week, would you guys play Mike Davis in basically the same spot at home to the Detroit Lions? He ain't gonna be four K again. He'll be he won't be that expensive though. He'll be like sixty two hundred, probably like Chase Edmonds. Yeah, I'm cool. I, well probably. I don't know, man. Davis hasn't been good for quite a while. I hate to like. Yeah, let's actually let's but... actually go look at this. When is the last time Mike Davis put together? The the other thing uh, is they're starting to use like Curtis Samuel as a running back. It doesn't matter if he's projected for twenty five touch like opportunities here. It just he's not he's not really though because they're starting to use Curtis Samuel and some of these other running backs. They're starting to use. Some guy who I literally had never heard of today, Rodney, Rodney something, Smith. some Smith. Rodney Smith, sure, yeah. some running back I'd never heard of before. Yeah, they gave him three rushes. They gave Curtis Samuel three rushes. They gave Mike Davis seven rushes. Like well, Davis Curtis got Sam- hurt. Like Amra Davis got, got, got two targets. Hurt. Smith got a target. Like I don't know. They're they're not really. I I know I know that that Davis got hurt for a little bit and came back, but like they're not like using him like Christian McCaffrey now. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure about that, honestly. Uh, Titans, Ravens. So at least we won't be tempted to use the big dog. Jets, Chargers. Kalen Balage. Kalen Balage revenge. I mean, literally, dude. Kalen Balage was the was the engine of the Chargers offense. Like they were using him like the whole game. No, it was I know. disgusting. Was, I had multiple seasonal teams where I had to take out Jackson, and I had Balage, and I'm like, well, shit. Let's put him in, see what happens, and he like. You got the ball a bunch. Like, Josh Kelly is dust, right? Like, is Josh Kelly just dust. Like, they've literally – can you imagine being Josh Kelly and, like, Eckler goes down, you have a shot, and then all of a sudden it's Kalen Delage season. Like, Oh, yeah. Dude, he's, he's sitting at home. He's just like, the time is now. It's happening. Like, this and, – and it's not happening at all. Like, they, they – they're not, they're not letting it happen for him. So, um, it might be Belage week against the Jets. I mean that would be incredible, right? Yeah. How by the way, how are the Chargers two and seven? I feel like they're the best two and seven team of all time. I mean, they, so part of it is that they've been this for like five years where they've been the really good bad team. Um, but yeah. that is a team we should absolutely be putting money on, like in the offseason for futures for Super Bowl next year. Like them getting Bosa back, Derwin James back, and another year of development for Herbert. Uh maybe Eckler will be healthy next season. Like Dude, that's a team. That, that's a team that can actually do things. They get a bomb draft pick this year. Like, I will put futures money on them next year. Yeah. Um, Chargers, Broncos, or uh, sorry, Dolphins, Broncos. Don't play. Don't play Drew Lock next week. That's just a just a little hint. Yeah, that was there. a, that was a one-time it, deal. That was a one-night stand with Drew Lock last week. It worked out. We had a great time together. Uh, I will remember it fondly, but it's not going to happen again. Uh, dude, uh, it will happen again. He threw Nate, 47 Nate. times today. I am going to look at Drew how many Lock passes. How many passes did he complete? Honestly, I don't even know. Less 23. than 50 percent. 
He completed 23 passes to teammates and four to the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I, I would have won if I would have just stuck with the Raiders. I played the Lions defense instead because I thought there was value in knowing if I needed to swap. Um, so I played the what? Lions, right? <laughs> that might have been the dumbest thing you <laughs> I played a suboptimal play. Because no, they were they were projected they were they were projected for literally the same. Like I, I literally think point zero two different in the optimizer. I, I would have thought you'd want to keep the spot open for potential swaps. I but I looked at I looked at the potential swaps of going from uh from like getting like getting to the Saints and just nothing worked. Yeah, I mean the the Lions we had for seven point zero three and the Raiders we had for like six oh seven, so it, it like it just it didn't matter. Uh, yeah, you're you're a fish, bro. That was that's not that's well, not a good enough reason to play the Lions. Well, the, I mean, I mean I if you if you tell me the like, results, the Lions well, faced fifty eight pass attempts. The range of I mean, outcomes on defense is so tight. Like I don't, I'm not gonna sweat like the projection difference of like point two or point three or whatever it is. But your reasoning is what makes you a fish on this. No, dude, you got to think about all the angles. You guys just aren't. You guys just aren't thinking about the angles. Davis is using the logic, the 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 two point logic, right? You go for two early so that you know if you need to go for two later. That literally, literally, that is the logic. Yeah, maybe I'm buying it a little bit actually. In a spot, no, Sammy, that is you are locking in a spot that you don't need to. A suboptimal play. I mean, maybe, maybe if, maybe if you're a fish who doesn't look at the swaps beforehand, but I had already looked at the swaps I was potentially making, and the five hundred dollars for the defense. Like I, I, I wouldn't have to to get the swaps I needed. The five hundred dollars at defense, I wouldn't have been able to use it. I would have had to have gone down to the Rams defense, which I didn't want to do because the swaps were well. The swaps were to Russell Wilson though, so instead of going for two, Sammy. This is like taking a field goal early as soon as you get in field goal range. No, Nate is wrong. Because you don't Nate, – Nate is dead wrong? No, 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 no. Because where this falls apart a little bit, Davis, is that you have other information about, like, your other players. Like, it's not the only information you're getting. It's not binary. Um, yeah. I'm going I'm to say you're a fish, but you're not that big of a fish. It's, it's close to fishy. Okay. Garrett Gilbert in cash next week, Nate. How cheap would he have to be on the road at the Vikings for you to play him? Um, 5K? Rational. Uh, I mean, he, he, almost, he almost yeah. beat the Steelers and he ran. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm a firm believer that from a DFS standpoint, when you have those weapons, you can put up good games at 5k like especially versus the a vikings defense at in a dome like that is not a like i would play, play him at 5k yeah if, i might the weapons that he has that is i mean it's like, a slate it's a slate without the seahawks it is a slate without the, the Chiefs, the Bucks. it's a yeah no bucks um no rams no bills no rant. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, this is just—it's going to be a, like 127 might be good to cash this late next week. Oh my god. I mean, I, I think you just stack the Chargers defense in Village and you print. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Caleb Village and cash is going to be a great time. <laughs> well, you know what's going to be sick is like Justin Jackson is going to come back and practice, but like the DK pricing is going to have forgotten about him, and he'll be four thousand, and no, then he'll come he, back he, in. 
I think they'll start him, bro. They IR'd him. Did they really? I think so, yeah. I don't think that's true. I mean, one of my I was able to put him in my R in, in some seasonal leagues, so Well, unless Oh, unless wow. Yahoo, yeah. No, 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 no. No. Dude, bro, you're right. Yeah. Wow, so it is truly Balage season. <laughs> I wasn't kidding around, bro. Oh it my happened. god, can you imagine? Can you imagine playing Kalen Balage in cash? Big this is Balazs 20 this is 20. week. There we go. All right, everyone. We're ending the show there. Uh, everyone follow us on Twitter. And uh, if you, you think we're stupid, uh, we would love to play you in head-to-head daily fantasy contests.